Let's see. I think you can hear me now. I think you can hear me now. Anyway, folks, how's everybody doing today? I trust all is doing fine. We are going to have a great program for you today. I think you are going to like what we're going to be talking about today because it's going to be great, great, great. Anyhow, how's everybody doing? I trust everybody's doing just fine. Well, folks, uh, we had a great show today at KPFT. We had our telephone system working just fine. And I have some great news for you today. Before I get to the chat, I want to tell you that I signed up for a new PBX system for, it's virtual, of course, but we can now take calls, any number of calls at once. I haven't tried it out yet. I'm still setting it up, but it will allow you to come on in. If you want to call in and talk, you can. So we are going to have some fun with anybody who wants to say, hermano, ¿qué estás haciendo? So we have a phone system now. Anyhow, welcome aboard, Eric Hayes. Welcome aboard, Melanie Keelan uh, de Barcelona, Spain. Welcome aboard, Tom C. Welcome aboard, Alistair Waters. Alistair Waters called in this morning with some prescient information. We have E2247 is in the house. Bridge MCP is here with us. And of course, there's AVQ. Michael Rudnan is in the house. Uh, para ver, para ver who else is in the house. Lee Grant is hanging with us as well as Bruce Pollard. Bruce, your wish will come through effective likely tomorrow because you can now call in, folks. You will be able to call in. We may have some kinks as I learned the system. And guess what? Our beautiful Yvette Avery Herod is in the house. The PDR Posse is almost complete with all our peeps around. How is everybody doing? I trust you are all doing fine. If I missed you, drop me a line. You know, even though the eyes are well improved now, I can see, I can see it's 2020, but I'm going to need reading glasses because up close, it's not as good as it was. You know, I could see close. I was nearsighted. Now they made it that I can see everything just fine. Hey, guys, if you have cataracts, get it cleaned out, man. I tell you, it's a new world. It feels like you are in a new world. A new world. All right. Anyhow, let's go ahead and start with Rudnin. As usual, business insiders, Diane Feinstein ongoing absence allowed Senate Republicans and Joe Manchin to overturn a Biden rule reducing pollution from target trucks in, uh, in a 51-49 split Senate. Every vote counts. Senate Republicans and Democrat Senator Joe Manchin took advantage of Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein ongoing medical leave to roll back a significant environmental regulation on Wednesday. In a 50 to 49 vote, the Senate passed a joint resolution overturning the Biden administration Environmental Protection Agency rule that implemented strict limits on smog, creating uh, emissions for heavy and medium duty trucks. The rule, which would require big trucks to abide by the new regulation by, uh, beginning with model year 2027, is designed to limit emissions of nitrous oxide and other pollutants, which are linked to asthma and other respiratory diseases. The EPA estimates that by 2045, it would reduce cases of childhood asthma by 18,000 annually and cut deaths by 2,900 uh, per year. Uh, and I know Republicans care more about profits and people, but, but Joe Manchin, Democrat in name only, is going to get thousands of our fellow Americans killed with this decision. Yes, true, I agree with that, my brother Rudnin. But let's not, let's not throw the book at Feinstein, even though she needs to retire 
so that we can get things done. Let's not just throw the book at uh, at um, uh, the the, um, uh, the head of the Republicans, um, Mitch McConnell. You know why? Because if if Chuck Schumer, no, we were at forty nine fifty. Chuck Schumer should have held the bill. I don't. I haven't read anything about it. Okay, I haven't read. I, I confess, I haven't read anything about it. But it seems to me that a lot of times neoliberal Democrats use all the opportunities to do the evil that they know they themselves support to bring it to the fold. In other words, uh, uh, I, 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 I want it to be clear. This Feinstein should be there. But also, let's be strategic. If we didn't want that bill passed, it would not have been passed. If this was inside of Mitch McConnell's domain and Mitch McConnell didn't want something to happen, we know that Mitch McConnell has the wherewithal to not allow it to happen. How do we know that? He held off from assigning a Supreme Court justice, didn't he? So we know Chuck Schumer could have done better. Chuck Schumer, this is Chuck Schumer's fault. If he cared so much about not polluting as opposed to getting paid by others, he would have let that bill ride. All right. Why get uh, why he got fired from uh, Bridge MCP? The Dominion case and Fox producer A.B. Grossberg's lawsuit against the network were prominent uh, reasons behind Carlson's firing, according to the Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and other publications citing anonymous sources. The Dominion case exposed scores of text messages Carlson sent with others at the network and the Post reports it was specifically his comments about Fox colleagues that played a role in the ouster. Carlson's text messages show him repeatedly denigrating Fox News, non-primetime news anchors, and the network acknowledged President Joe Biden's win, asking, do executives understand how much credibility and trust we've lost with our audience? And saying that Fox News playing with fire, Carlson and fellow anchor Sean Hannity and Laura Ing Ingrams uh, discussed forcing change at Fox in protest of the news, aside, uh, news side of the network. And Carlson advocated for Fox journalist Jackie Henrich to be fired after she questioned voter fraud claims saying her actions need to stop immediately and asking, why would we allow some 27-year-old fake reporter to, uh, to wreck our network? In other words, the reporter doing her job and he calls her a fake reporter for telling the truth. That is how des des destornados these guys are. Good, good get. All right, so we continue with that. Why would we allow a 27-year-old fake reporter to wreck our network? He also criticized the network decision to end Lou Dobbs' program saying he thinks this will give energy to CNN and other forces seeking to kill us and complain about Fox News Senior Vice President of Corporate Communications, Irana, uh, Irena Briganti, telling his follow, fellow anchor she hates us and asking why she works at Fox. Those efforts are destroying our credibility. Carlson said in a text message with an unknown recipient blaming Fox News's, Fox's issues on a combination of incompetent liberals and top leadership with too much pride to back down. In other words, he is trying to justify lying. And anybody who doesn't accept lying, so long, right? Anyway, uh, E2247 says, uh, is welcomed. E2247 talks about, Me too, Kaye Uwasa. I can't say that, brother. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Good day, Bruce Pollard in the house. How are you doing, my brother? Eric, hey, Bruce, you got your wish. I got the VBX system uh, purchase. I have it loaded on the computer. 
I have the virtual cables. Notice I said virtual cables. It's all in the system now. All over the network, virtual cables going in. I bought a virtual cable um, piece of software that can bring one system into another. I'm working on it right now. We'll have it, I think, by mañana, by tomorrow. Worked on it all night last night. Anyhow, uh, getting back into the fold. Lee Grant says, hey, y'all. Bridge is here. Alistair Waters is here. Uh, what else have we got? I got to scroll down because I think I touched all of those already. Our relationships between U.S. from ET247. Relationship between U.S. and Russia in Ukraine and elsewhere is generally analyzed as a duopoly a market structure in which two really interdependent nations dominate. But what do we have now? China, the United States. But it's about to be BRICS. A lot of people don't see it. BRICS, an economic powerhouse larger than the G7. Think about it. Larger than the preeminent countries in the West. What's going to be done about that? Remember, and that's just BRICS. That's five countries. Think about it. Think about it. We've been disregarding those funny people to the south, those funny people on the east, at our, and those funny people in the deep south, as in South Africa. We, we go ahead and do that at our own peril. Anyhow, so we better start getting smart. Uh, Michael says, I'm curious, are all electric military jets even possible? All electric military jets, a jet is defined as an engine that is propulsed by burning fuel that comes out. The only way you could somehow create a, an electric, I don't know how the hell you do it. Because one of the things is that it, as you go up into the atmosphere, the air thins, which means the grab on the propell propellers fall. Well, I, I, I don't know how. Uh, take from an from a engineering standpoint, an electric an electric thing would be a difficult undertaking. I got to think that through. Why would you make me think so hard? I'm thinking hard as it is already, Michael Rudnan. You're making me work hard. Now, yeah, I've never thought about it. I know you have electric propeller planes right now. There's one that went around the world. But as a commercial jet, got to think about that. Got to think about that. All right. Let's see. And when I say jet, it wouldn't really be jet. Well, it could be jet, right? It could be boiling water you know although water is too heavy to carry up and turn into steam all that good stuff but there are options that one could use so who knows maybe we could do that all right let's continue eric Hay says mansion gets payback for getting screwed out of his energy plan via the administration i think you're right about that eric i really think that's one of the reasons he does did that because you know who knows alisa water says do you really want people that are here to call live i might have to step away for a bit because my hip boots won't keep me out of the shh. No, Alistair. I mean, I'm not going to entertain just crap, but I want to hear voices and I want to hear you. We took a vote. Remember, we said not every, not necessarily every day, but allow folks to call in, you know. But again, Miss Waters, if uh, for the remember, the posse is in charge. If the posse goes ahead and say, hey, we really need to get rid of that guy right now because they're not making sense. You know, that's what we do. Remember, we're the posse, okay? So, Alistair, please repeat after your friend, your brother. We are the posse, and you guys run this, as the other guy said, S-H-I-T. 
All right, continue. Lee Grant says, I saw there was another disruption at a state legislative body. Seems calling in a riot to support one's point to the left's new tactic. No, it's has always been done on all sides, but that's not the funny thing about it. What we see is a new tactic by Republicans. That is, anybody who protests uh, the evil that's being done, just go ahead and throw them out of the legislature using decorum laws. Whoa, we had a guy who raped a girl. Uh, a Republican who raped a girl in Tennessee while they'd had no problems kicking out uh, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson. Oh, they didn't touch him. And they just made him resign after having sexual improprieties with young women at the at their legislature. So come on, let's talk about it. Be careful. Remember, you pointed one finger, five, four pointing back. All right. Michael Rodney says, Egberto, I'd throw the book at Republicans and Joe Manchin when they screw the people and get our fellow Americans killed in the process. Yes, they do. I don't, I agree with you. You should do that. Of course. Eric A says, if Feinstein needs uh, to, to do some Fetterman, but you put them in office, uh, live with it. I don't have a problem with what they're doing. I, uh, where it comes, to, and I say the same thing to you guys, right? You live with what you put in office and, you know, we're going to get those out of office, meaning we're going to get Feinstein out of office and we're going to get all of the, Evil, the, the Republicans who foment evil out of office as well. All right, let's see. Uh, para ver, para ver. Maywood says, good afternoon, everyone. I managed to send a few videos to the PDRFB page and a couple to Egberto in message. Thank you, brother. I'll take a look at it. Uh, I'll, and while I play the other video, I'll see if there's anything in there that we can actually... It's your video, right? Meaning you recorded the video, uh, Brother Wood. Let me know. Uh, Alistair Water. Alistair, uh, too terrible. Let's see what else we got here because I got some... Some videos you guys are going to want to see. Who really cares? I don't see CNN bashing here with the leftist Donnie. Why would we have to bash then? That was a different situation altogether. He was complications with relationships, social relationship, not getting along. That was minor stuff. Okay, the electric jet gets shot down. Stupid idea. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. You know, one of the things, um, are you an engineer, Eric? I don't think you are, right? Notice I'm an engineer. And when Rodney asked me about an electric jet, I didn't jump and I say, uh, oh, that can be done or cannot be done. My thing was, huh, something to think about. Let's think about it. All right? All right. Michael Rodney says, Popular Mechanics 2022, Alice, the world's first all-electric uh, passenger jet. Just aced her maiden flight. I know that civilian all-electric jets are possible, but I don't know about military jets. They have much higher specs. My question, though, is what, how was propulsion done, Michael? I haven't looked at the article you put in there, but I don't know how propulsion was done. Egberto, was the case you were talking about? Yes, that is the case I was talking about, El Senor Rodden. That is the case. Daniel, Le, uh, Daniel Ledo says, I wonder why Egberto thinks people... From the bricks are funny. How they are funny. Do they amuse you? No. That was a sarcastic statement of how many people in the West always think about those of us down South are funny people, right? We can't have intelligence. We can't do things right. And while we are building in the South and creating in the South, Brazil is one of the largest economies in the world. Creating, they had, they were energy independent when we could only dream about it, and they included renewable it, renewables in it until the buffoon who came uh, and replaced uh, da Sil Lula da Silva. That's what was in 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 the process, and now we're right back with Lula da Silva 
playing the hard ball that he has always played. Good for him. Great. Lee Grant says they called in riot police. Oh, of course they did. Why wouldn't they? That's what they do. Uh, Mike Cisak says, replying to Lee Grant, uh, 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 Maywood, did you know that Whitmer uh, kidnapping was run by 12 FBI? Oh, God. My God. 12 FBI H. You guys are down a rat hole. I thought the caller who called me at KPFT today was nuts. But Mike, I love you, Mike. But my God, how, how crazy can you get and how, how gullible can you be, sir? How old are you? All right, let's continue. Alistair Waters said, they're not talking about making the weaponry electric, just the regular vehicles. Mike Cisak says, uh, let's see. Uh, J6 was a protest led by 50 agents from many different agencies. Oh, right, sure. So all those right-wingers in jail right now, they're just there illegally. Egberto, was, the, was this the case? Yes, it was. I answered that one already. I saw it in a different screen. Uh, Bri says, Egberto, will you just stop reading DL's crap? It's annoying. Well, um, you know, sometimes I got to touch on it, Breach, but I won't over overperform on it. But I hear you, beautiful. I hear you. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, let's see what else we got here. We got uh, Bridge also says, Michael Rudd and Eric Hayes, new technologies are always exciting, yet conservatives tend to dismiss them until there's some sort of economic benefit. Rarely an early adapter among conservatives. That's what it's all about. Corporations, conservatives, everybody else take the risk. They love the profits, but they everybody else take the risk. And then they talk about how great we are only after we, the real folk who take risks, take risk. That's how it runs. That's how it goes. Speaking, uh, let's see, of FBI. The FBI did investigate Ilan Omar's alleged marriage. Ilan Omar, you guys can say all the things. By the way, I just think she's one of the most beautiful women uh, that, that I've seen. And in person, she's even more beautiful than she is on screen. And you know, it's funny because as, as, as I'm interviewing her, you know, her, her husband shadows her, boy, I tell you. Uh, but anyhow, um, she is, she, she's a beautiful woman. And she's a very, very smart woman. And that's why they hate her. Same reason they hate AOC. Same reason they hate all these women that are very smart. Anyway, let's go ahead and start with our first video. And it is, in fact, uh, an interview done by Ilan Omar yesterday on uh, Alex Wagner Tonight. Check this out. And then we'll take it in El Otro Lado. Republicans dead ceiling hostage taking bill hurts the red states. Okay. I find it amusing that what, uh, you know, the things that are left to cut, the things that, that, that the Republicans are willing to cut in the budgets are things that affect humanity, right? Think about this, folks. I want you to think about this. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, anarchist. I don't care what your philosophy is. There's one thing I do know about you. You care about your fellow man. I'm not talking about those people in Congress. I'm talking about you. So take off those of the, any Republican that's listening to me. They stumbled on the radio and they're listening to this guy. And they're just saying that darn liberal, that darn progressive, that pink hole liberal. I want to ask you a big favor. Take off my liberal ideological my progressive ideological uh, moniker for now. And let's talk. Let's listen as if we're just two humans. Okay. 
Let's listen as if we're just two humans without any ideological bent. All right, we're just thinking about our fellow man. Let's listen together. Let's learn together. The title of this piece, and when I talk about Republicans, I'm not talking about my Republicans, brothers and sisters, those that don't have the power to change laws. I am talking about those that are elected to change laws. That's where my ire, that's where my wrath lies. So let's go. Republicans debt ceiling hostage taking bill hurts the red states. Republicans finally did it. They're hostage taken with a debt ceiling negotiating bill. If it were to pass, would inflict pain, mostly on people in the red states. Reuters reported the following. But a Reuters analysis of federal spending data indicates that his proposed domestic spending caps could be felt most acutely in the states that backed Republican President Donald Trump in the 2020 presidential election. I want to play you a piece. I want you to listen to this piece objectively. And then I'm going to ask you, how, whoever you are, whatever your ideology is, I know we just went live again. I hope most of you tune back in. 713-526-5738, extension number two. All lines are active. All, rather, all lines are empty and waiting for your call to get you on air. But I want you to listen to this piece. And let's talk about it. I have a lot to say after this piece plays, but I want to open these phone lines for you to say your piece. Here we go. Well, let me cue that up first. Now, here we go. For months, this country has been watching a slow rolling hostage situation. Republicans in Congress have been holding the American economy hostage by threatening to drive the country into default. And today, those Republicans finally announced the ransom. Earlier this evening, House Republicans voted 217 to 215, which is a squeaker, to approve a plan to increase the debt ceiling in exchange for dramatic cuts to America's social safety net and its safety infrastructure. This came after a few days of very tense negotiations among Republicans and only Republicans to see if the party could even agree on what it actually wanted. They voted for a bill that would end critical food assistance for anywhere between 275,000 to 900,000 people, according to expert estimates. They voted to kick 600,000 Americans off of Medicaid and to significantly increase health care costs for state governments. That is according to the Congressional Budget Office. The bill would also result, according to one estimate, in 780,000 fewer jobs over the next 10 years. It would have cut 80,000 jobs from the VA health system. And the Department of Veterans Affairs estimates that in turn, that would result in 30 million fewer patient visits per year for American veterans. Republicans voted to cut off affordable housing assistance for more than 1 million families. They voted to cut Pell Grants and block President Biden's student loan forgiveness program. They voted to cut early childhood education programs, to cut green energy tax credits. And the, pan, the plan passed by House Republicans would reduce the number of rail safety inspections by 7,500 and shut down 375 air traffic towers around the country. 
So the same party that claimed to be outraged by that East Palestine rail disaster that criticized Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg for his handling of major flight delays, that same party just voted to make air travel harder and to make railways less safe. Republicans just put themselves on record supporting all of that because this is their wish list. This is the stuff they want in exchange for not tanking the global economy. During the debate over the bill on the House floor, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, Democrat of Minnesota, she had this to say. For a long time, Republicans spent so much time saying they were going to address the economic anxiety families were feeling. But overnight, they dreamt up a dangerous economic bill that will blunt families into economic depression. Let me just ask you, are you surprised that Kevin McCarthy was actually able to pass a bill with members of his own caucus? Because the bar is really that low at this point. Obviously, it's a, it's a dark day when we got to see just how dangerous uh, the Republican agenda could be and, and the kind of uh, economically devastating bill that they can coalesce around. I wasn't surprised because I knew that ultimately as a car you know, uh, salesman that he would make some sort of concession. And we saw that um, up to the last minute as he was begging uh, for those votes. And, you know, there were reports saying that he was telling his members, uh, don't worry about the substance of the bill, just vote for it so that we can say uh, we have done something. You know, it is really hard to understand the logic oftentimes in Republican circles. But on this one in particular, Reuters is is reporting that the cuts these Republicans are talking about would be felt more acutely in red states. Literally, uh, an analysis of federal spending data indicates that the domestic spending caps could be felt most acutely in the states that backed Trump in the 2020 presidential election. Do you think Republicans know that or they just don't care? They don't care. Uh, they have been doing, um, you know, they've been advocating for a lot of policies that uh, transfer wealth um, and economic stability and security for poor and working families to millionaires and billionaires. You don't see them being worried about many of these red states where, you know, they are last on uh, uh, the level of education their children are getting. They are last on the level of employment that people are receiving. They are last on all of the resources uh, that should be available to any community that lives in a thriving society like we do here in the United States. Uh, and so many people are convinced by their lies because what the Republicans have done is um, tell one story uh, and implement uh, policies that tell the opposite of that story. And to me, the thing that is the most frustrating is how is it that so many people continue to believe in the promises that Republicans make on what they will do, knowing that the policies that they implement are hurting them every single day? I want you to think about that, my dear brothers and sisters. Think about that. Um, the First of all, uh, when I saw all the cuts enumerated, I could not believe that they would give i mean th this shows you how hate and disregard for one's constituency again i repeat this tells you how one's hate 
and one's disregard for the constituency is so evident within the party. And the reason I'm saying that is here we go. There is a debt ceiling. There's a, we have, let me, let me first explain the debt ceiling. Okay. The debt ceiling is a false number. In other words, if you can okay the debt ceiling, it means that you can okay that there is no debt ceiling. If, if all you have to do is say, yes, we vote to increase the debt ceiling, it means there is really no debt ceiling. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try. Yeah. Anyhow, I mean, let, 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 me, let me go a, a step further. After that call came in, I mean, after that, I did that piece, a call came in from a, a caller that I swear. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, folks, we have a lot of work to do. And like I always say, this caller here, I use him not to try to change him necessarily, but for others, when they're seeing it into somebody else to see how silly he sounds, and in so doing, allow them to be more pragmatic and, into, and, and use a bit more of their intellect and their thought process. Listen to this caller that, and, and how, how I handle him right after that one. Let's go ahead and bring in Brother Robert here. Robert, come on, you're hot. Hi, I was wondering Hi, what, happened the, what happened to the Bill Hartman show. Bill Hartman much worse than this one. Worse than this one. Go ahead, sir. Um, um, yeah, this, yeah, why, why? we're not going to listen to Ilhan Omar. She's married to her own brother. Okay. Um, you know what? Let me just tell you something, Robert. Um, anybody who looks at Put me and on. calls into the show, and by the way, I respect every caller, but anybody who calls into my show with a trope like that, what am I supposed to answer to you that you're going to say, I am not going to listen to a person. Let's go under the assumption that you are correct. Let's go under that assumption that you are correct. But the essence of what she is saying is true. And this is what I'm, I want to show you how the, the, the right wing has used so many people to look against what's their best interest. I don't care who Ilan Omar is, if Ilan Omar is legal as far as not committed crimes, etc., and she has been elected by her folks well, to go into, not if she's into uh, let, let me finish, let me finish, and then I'll, I'll give you a chance to speak, sir. Uh, if she has been elected and she is speaking real truths, in other words, everything that she mentioned in that piece, sir, was the truth. I don't know where you stand on the ideological spectrum, but it seems to me that if you're telling me that Ilan Omar is married to her brother and she's an illegal alien, and by the way, I am a legal naturalized citizen myself, but if, if that's what you have been trained to believe on about her, and we know better, it's just like how many were trained to believe that President Obama was uh, not a U.S. citizen. He, his mother is a woman out of Kansas. It didn't matter if Obama was born in Kenya and the, the, that the mainstream media didn't educate folks like you and everybody else who thought 
that, oh, there's somehow we can say Obama was a foreigner or Obama was an illegal alien or Obama wasn't born here. It didn't matter. His mother, just like Cruz's mother, Ted Cruz's mother, was is an American, an American citizen, which means he is a natural born citizen for the presidency. That that was not ever told to you guys. It makes me it shows me the dereliction of the duty of our media that some will have you believe that. Now, even as you hear Elon Omar and you says, oh, I'm not going to believe her because she's married to her brother and she is an illegal alien. Two things that are provably false, but that you would believe that. Right. And that you they, that's what that's how they program your mind. The idea is to disregard. They have you thinking about so many other things that you don't think of things that matter to you. Those things that she said are things that your Republicans are doing, my dear brother. And it's going to hurt you, your family, your brother, your sister, your aunt. But because you are thinking about Ilan Omar married to her brother, which is what they want you to believe, you can't see that they're actually screwing you. You get my point? No, I don't. The, uh, fake statistics don't matter to me. Okay, you know, uh, sir, uh, it's not fake. You can look at, you can read the bill is, the bill is there for you to read, sir. You can, you don't have to talk about, you don't have to listen to what I'm saying. You can go read the bill. It's there for in black and white. You can read the bill. You don't have to say about fake statistics. Have you opened the bill and read it? Uh, well, sir? no, much like below. I have not read so again, how can you make a comment about it, sir? If you haven't read the bill. Well, I just know this lady doesn't have the common sense or the common decency not to marry her brother that I'm not going to listen to her. Okay. How, how do you know she has married her brother, sir? It's a fact. She had to marry her brother to gain citizenship into the United States. He brought her over here from, from who, who told you that, sir? Uh, I heard it on CNN. That's my point. You see, the, the thing about it is funny. CNN never said that. OK, you may have a you may have a pundit on CNN who tried to say that. But CNN never said that because speaking, we've gone through her records. We've gone through her naturalization papers, et cetera, et cetera. It's not a true statement, but that you can believe it. It means that you are not able now to listen to the sensible things she said. By the way, I met her in person in uh, in Pittsburgh. I interviewed her in Pittsburgh in person. Uh, there, I should play that interview because it, it, it's apropos to all that you are saying right now. But, you know, my friend, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for calling. But I want I hope you continue to listen and, and, and at least give me just as you have given those who have lied to you the opportunity to their ears. I hope you will give me a listen as well, because there's one thing I don't do on air. I think I care too much about the people listening to me. I care too much about them to lie to them, sir. Okay. So you have a wonderful day. Lie to me too. Thank you, sir. Take care, sir. Bye-bye. We anyhow, anyhow, um, I thought that was funny. Hey, thank you so kindly. Uh, Robert Davenport, uh, for your support. Davenport says, you haven't been here in a couple of days, Robert. We've been missing you. He says, Rep. Omar called it correctly. Only fools fear the truth and repeat internet myths. Wake up, America. Wake up. And thank you as well, 
for joining the PDR Posse on YouTube, the one and only June Littler. Hi, thank you so kindly for joining the fold, my dear, beautiful lady. Thank you for joining the fold. Folks, if you want to continue with this kind of support and what we're doing here, please go ahead and join the PDR Posse on YouTube by going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. You can also join at, at, at Facebook by going to politicsdoneright.com slash Facebook and all the other places that I'm going to talk about later on. But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Um, after that, uh, we had AOC and, and her crew. I love this part. I want, I want to play this for you, and then we'll take it on the other side. Check this out. Well, I guess to cue it first, I've got to do it. AOC, Zephyr, uh, Zephyr, Zephyr Jones and Maxwell, young reps, both state and national reps, are fed up and ready to fight. They are fed up and ready to fight. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Justin Jones, and Maxwell Alejandro Frost are challenging out our, our march to fascism. They appeared in a Washington presser where they called out the Montana legislature for banning Zoe Zephyr from the Montana legislature. It is clear our democracy is in the hands of these young millennials because so many of those in power now have failed them. We have failed the millennials. We have failed the Gen Zs. We have failed so many as too often we, not, not the people in general, but the people we elect too often, we have allowed them to tap into our fears, into our selfishness, into so many things. And in that process, we have taken most and left just little for the rest. But you know what? Out there now, we have a young people out there now that are starting to empower themselves because we're all empowered. We all have one vote. We're all empowered. We have one vote. And they're ready to take over. And I can't wait to serve them. They are ready to take over. And I can't wait to serve them. Give them whatever experiences that I have. And I hope all of us older folks who were unable to get those who hurt them, who hurt our body politic, who hurt our economic system. I just trust that we will be there for them. I want you to listen to this little out speech that uh, that AOC and Maxwell and um, uh, uh, Justin did out there at the Capitol because it's important. Check this out. We'll then take it on the other side. For these folks, January 6th was just a dress rehearsal. It was just a dress rehearsal because legally, let's not lose the plot. They were trying to block a duly elected official, in this case, the president of the United States, from taking office. And legislatures across the country looked at that and say, you know what, let's try to get Representative Jones 
out from office. Let's try to get Representative Zoe Zephyr in Montana out of office. Let's try to kick out the people because we cannot beat them. This is what fascism does when it is on its hind heels. It, it is always darkest before dawn. We are winning this thing. We are winning this thing. As we saw in Tennessee, their action was to set a precedent. We saw what happened in Montana a couple hours ago. And if we do not stand together, it will continue to happen again and again and again and grow more extreme. And so our message is quite simple. Is that if you come for one of us, you come for all of us. If you come for one of us, you come for all of us. We've seen the rise of this right-wing movement that is dangerous, that is dangerous, and targeting marginalized communities because they don't have solutions to the affordable housing crisis, to the housing crisis. They don't have solutions to ending gun violence. They don't have solutions to the existential climate crisis. So what they want to do instead is pick marginalized communities, LGBTQ plus folks, trans folks, black people, black history, books, immigrants, and target them instead. We are here to challenge power. We are here to reclaim power. And we are here to build power, not just for communities, but with them, with them. We, I, I mean, having young people, having young people take over is what is so important now, folks. And I can tell you straight up, I am so proud of the young folks that are that are coming of age, the young folks that we are going to leave this into, because not only these young people don't only have business sense, they not only see things through some sort of a domain solely dedicated to the uh, what should I say to the e to to to, to capital. They think about humanity. They think about real democracy. Many of them or most of them are not indoctrinated into a system that just says, I sit back and have it done onto me. They say to themselves, we are going to make the difference. And that is what's important when we look at these folks, people. That is what's important. Uh, so again, uh, what we're seeing is... Uh, a generation that's coming up haven't realized how these their elders have failed. Look at the people in that Montana legislature legislature that decided to completely disregard Zafar Zephyr. Look at those people, old, set in their own ways, disregarding of humanity. That's who they are. That's, new, that's not who their constituents uh, are, but that's who the people that constituency elected, that's who they are. We have to do better. We must do better. And you know what? Having an AOC having a, uh, a, a, a Maxwell Frost, having a Justin Pearson, having a Justin, uh, Justin Jones, having a Ilan Omar, having a uh, Rashida Talib, having a, uh, 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 I can't remember the one from, uh, Miss, from, from uh, Massachusetts, coming into the fold, starting to, starting to exert their political prowess, 
Ayanna Presley, that's the one I was thinking about. Uh, uh, and all these young people coming into the fold. I tell you, we cannot be happier that we are actually coming into being into the fold, folks. Absolutely. So, folks, thank you so kindly. Bridge MCP. One more time. She comes in. She she shines for us. Thank you. She says, please use this to teach these people to read and think. That's our goal, Bridge. That's our goal. And of course, our brother, our conservative, Lee Grant says, keep free speech alive. Brother, you put your money where your thought is. We can disagree, but we have one country and we are always going to get along. No matter what. If you notice what I told that guy that called in, he was completely trastornado. And I looked at him and I said, please continue to listen. Please continue to talk. Please continue to engage. That's what it's all about. We got a better country. If we're talking, we're not fighting. You know what I mean? If we're not, if we're talking, we're not killing each other. And you know, there's no reason. My theory always is going to be that they need us fighting so that we can't clear idly see what they are doing to us. Thank you so kindly for that. We're with, with the with the conch that I get today, we're we're about halfway to what I'm paying for my PBX for the first month. The virtual PBX, that is, the virtual PBX for the first month, which is great because you know I did this on a whim after speaking to Brother Bruce Pollard, and he's you know said, Hey, yeah, we probably should you get this stuff where we have the complete program here as well with the phone. So, I mean, um, I want everybody to give uh, brother, brother um, Pollard a big thank you for saying for, for me going out and doing the work to get this PBX up. I think I'll have it ready for tomorrow. And of course, Davenport came back again. Thank you, Davenport, for that. And he says, let's put our money where our eyes and ears are. Buy Egberto's book. Please get the books. I promise you. Even some conservatives love the book. I had one that called and said, you know, Egberto, but that's just a utopia. And I said, so? He said, that will never happen. I said, of course it can. But we have to have the wherewithal to do it. We have to have the wherewithal, the hope. Not the hope. I don't like hope. We have to go ahead and get it done. And that's why I love about AOC and Ilan Omar and, and uh, uh, Maxwell, uh, Maxwell Frost and... And Jones, these are young guys. I'm ready to serve these guys. You know why? They're the future. And they see a lot of what we don't. They see a lot of what we don't. I love these kids. Not kids. They're between 25 and 35, you know. But, I mean, these are the people that, you know, they give me hope of all shades, all races, all religions. You know, it's just great seeing them together all the way the older state elder, from the elder states person like uh, my girl in uh, in California who has the, the boards. Um, uh, come on, help me out, guys. Help me out. Who 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 does the print boards all the time? Can that, you know? Forgot her name. Come on. I, I know Rudnan is going to put it in the, in the chat right now. All of our great progressives in the fold. She's running for senator right now. Anyhow, we got one more that I got to get out. Oh oh oh. I, we are going to go over by two minutes, three minutes today. Katie Porter, thank you. By three minutes today. Thank you, Davenport. Please buy the books. I'm going to put the link to the books after I start this video. Uh, I'm going to go about three minutes over because I want you to see Zephyr. Uh, this, this, this woman is great. Check her out. 
want to start today with a, with, with a subject, Zoe Zephyr. Remember that name. I may be spelled, saying it a bit different. Zoe Zephyr. I, I, I think it's Zoe Zephyr. She calls out Montana Republicans for attempting to kill democracy. Let me give the backstory. Zoe Zephyr is a transgender woman who was elected on uh, elected to the Montana legislature. Legislature. Um, now, if you are elected, I don't care what the politics uh, is of any particular uh, body. This is a representative democracy. As a representative democracy, whomever is elected, a person that is in legal stature and elected, notice what I said now, because you don't want to, you know, you can elect a mass killer and expect that person in, in, in a legislature or Congress or whatever. But if you're, if you're a person in legal standing following the laws and you are you run for a position and you are elected, that voice belongs in that elected body. Okay, so Zoe Zafar is a transgender woman who, uh, who was elected to the Montana legislature. She was kicked out of the Montana legislature, similar to Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, and uh, the, I spelled I spelled it legislator instead of legislature in the newsletter that I sent out. So forgive that that uh, thing. It was late at night. Uh, but CNN reported as follows. They said the following. CNN reports the following. Montana's Republican-dominated House voted Wednesday to ban Representative Zoe Zephyr, who had said GOP lawmakers would have blood on their hands for passing bills restricting transgender rights and rallied protesters Monday after Speaker Matt Regier blocked her from being recognized to speak from the House chamber for the remainder of this year's legislative session. Under the disciplinary measure approved on a 68 to 32 vote Wednesday, Zafar, the 34-year-old Democrat from Missoula, who last year became the first openly transgender woman elected to Montana's legislature, will be allowed to retain her seat and cast votes remotely. But she will not be able to participate in debates. The session is scheduled to end next week. Does it? Does something sound like separate but equal here? In other words, you're not going to be allowed in here. You offended us. You offend us. Your presence, your being, who you are, offends us. So even as your constituents sent you here, we don't want you here. And since we are a supermajority here in Montana, we are sending you flying. Get out of this house. We are sick of seeing you. That's pretty much what they're saying. That's pretty much what they're saying. They don't say it that graphically. Actions, we know, speak much better than words, guys. To finish the article, we have a week and a half left of the session, and we'll be covering important topics, housing bill, the state budgets, and every bill that goes forward for the remainder of this session. There will be 11,000 Montanans whose representative is missing, whose voices cannot be heard on those bills. Sapphire told CNN's Erin Burnett on Outfront later that Wednesday, later last night, that is. 
This is likely the most undemocratic act to date. I get it. Justin Jones and Justin Pearson were immediately sent back by hook or crook. But Zephyr will have to run behind a Zoom channel if she wants to see what's happening in the legislature. They have denied her the camaraderie with her or with, with the folks in the legislature. They have denied her the, the ability to operate in the best interest of the people in that thing. I, I want you guys to listen to this because here's the deal. Brothers and sisters, here is the real deal. What she said in her speech, I guess, just before they kicked her out. Any human being with morals, any human being who cares about other human beings, any human being who cares about a dog would have been touched by what she said. And the fact that just about every Republican in the Montana legislature went ahead and said, goodbye, bye-bye, it speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. But anyway, folks, I want to play the Zoe clip. And the importance of this Zoe clip is it, it speaks not about Zoe. But anybody who listens to her words, not tune out her words, how could you still kick this woman out of the building? I want you to check this out. Pay attention to the state legislatures. These are the front lines, end quote. That's how one Democrat put it today when just two weeks after Republicans in Tennessee voted to expel two black representatives, Another Republican-led state legislature voted to kick out a Democrat who dissented. This is Montana State Representative Zoe Zephyr. She's a Democrat. The people of Montana House District 100, part of the city of Missoula, elected to represent them. Today, Republicans voted to bar her from the state House chamber for the rest of the current legislative session. The Republican playbook here is very similar to what we all watched in Tennessee. Her transgression, according to the Montana House Republicans, was breaking with decorum in the chamber. That's the thing these days. Zoe Zephyr is trans. She is Montana's first and only trans lawmaker. And last week, she said this to her Republican colleagues as they pushed a bill to restrict gender-affirming care for minors. And the only thing I will say is if, I, if you vote yes on this bill and yes on these amendments, I hope the next time there's an invocation, when you bow your heads in prayer, you see the blood on your hands. Republicans also accuse Representative Zephyr of inciting demonstrators who'd assembled in the House gal- uh, gallery to support her. Again, very similar to what we saw in the Tennessee State House. And just a few hours ago, the Montana State House voted 68 to 32 along party lines to bar Representative Zephyr from entering the chamber for the rest of the legislative session. She can vote and attend sessions remotely. Speaking before the vote this afternoon, Representative Zephyr, who will join us in just a moment, defended her initial comments. She defended the right of her constituents to have their representative in the state house chamber, and she defended democracy itself. Last week, I spoke on the governor's amendments to Senate Bill 99, which banned gender-affirming care. 
This was a bill that was one of many targeting the LGBTQ community in Montana. I have had friends who have taken their lives because of these bills. I have fielded calls from families in Montana, including one family whose trans teenager attempted to take her life while watching a hearing on one of the anti-trans bills. So when I rose up and said, there is blood on your hands, I was not being hyperbolic. I was speaking to the real consequences of the votes that we as legislators take in this body. And when the speaker asks me to apologize what he is uh, on behalf of decorum, what he is really asking me to do is be silent when my community is facing bills that get us killed. He's asking me to be complicit in this legislature's eradication of our community. And I refuse to do so. And I will always refuse to do so. I would also say that if you use decorum to silence people who hold you accountable, then in the name of the, all you are doing is using decorum as a tool of oppression. Additionally, when the speaker disallowed me to speak, what he was doing is taking away the voices of the 11,000 Montanans who, who elected me to speak on their behalf. What my constituents and my community did is came here and said, that is our voice in this body. Let her speak. Let her speak. And when the speaker gaveled down the people demanding that democracy work, demanding that their representative be heard, when he gaveled down, what he was doing is driving a nail in the coffin of democracy. But you cannot kill democracy that easily. You cannot kill democracy that easily. I cannot express how impressed I am with that woman. She has spoken in that legislature better than anyone else. Absolutely so. Folks, I'm sorry that I'm over by two minutes, so we got to get out of here. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Love you, guys. You know I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.